Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hey, I'm Gabe. I'm Stephanie. I'm Elena. So, it's a lovely fall day. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, we've, we've taken down the uh, the curtain here because it wasn't like intense bright sunlight. <laughs> I love this kind of day. Um, you would. <laughs> yeah. Dumping down rain, leaves are turning. It's my favorite mm-hmm. time of the year. I'm grateful for the rain because we haven't seen it in a long time. And uh, Although the, my, my garden's completely devastated by dry at this point. but Yeah, ours yeah. too. Um, so it's, it's fitting for the national mood though. Um, it's just been one tragedy after another lately. Uh, and then watching the political malpractice (laughs) that comes along with attempting to handle this. Yeah. I don't even know like how to wrap my head around just the, the immense failures of the Trump administration attempting to provide aid for people. And it shouldn't be shocking, but it is. I mean, it always is shocking because of just the, the just gross incompetence and the lack of empathy and lack of just (laughs) the ability to lead in any way that might actually help anybody but himself. Right. Um, The football tossing, the, um, the paper towels were, was particularly, uh, telling and like, ooh, this is exciting. I'm going to throw paper towels. Right. Yeah. The paper towels is, you know, it, it, it was odd. Yeah. The comments that he made yes. earlier in the day comparing uh, the budget, you know, just the comments that he's been making over the past two weeks about Puerto Rico's debt compared to mm-hmm. other states but then complaining that Puerto Rico is doing bad things to the national budget and then going in to compare the amount of money being spent there with what was spent in Katrina and almost doing a dollar for body death count comparison with Katrina. That is the most offensive thing I've ever heard a U.S. president actually say out loud. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's my two cents, but I couldn't believe it. I, I... I mean, I got a thick skin and can pretty much sit through anything. And I had to turn that video off. I, I do believe I yelled at, straight at my computer when I watched the video. But yeah, yeah. I mean, offensive thing after offensive thing after offensive thing. I mean, he's he's definitely like I mean, he's the same person that talks about pussy grabbing and talks about. I mean, it doesn't surprise me anymore what he says, but it's still low grade rage. Yeah, all the time. Right. Yep. Uh, Congress voted uh, yesterday, two days ago, uh, to pass a 20-week abortion ban. Uh, This would essentially be the exact same legislation that we passed here in the state of Ohio. Is it the exact same? Uh, I I believe so. I I don't think there's anybody out there like sitting and writing new rules. They really just take one state stuff, they throw it on the photocopier, Mm -hmm. and they switch out the header to match whatever legislative body that is. Um, so Ohio has a 20-week abortion ban mm-hmm. in place right now. Um, so uh, this would apply those same restrictions across the country, which is, uh, ev- even though we already have the ban in place here, it would still be bad because if a woman 
uh, is at, say, 25 weeks and needs an abortion here in Ohio right now, we send her to Pittsburgh, to, you know, Allegheny Medical Center, or she goes to Chicago, uh, or, you know, Detroit. Maryland as well, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) All of those options completely disappear Mm -hmm. if this becomes national legislation. Mm -hmm. We're in a bad spot here in Ohio, but this would still make things worse for us, and it would be cruel to all the people in those other states. Do you know? Do you happen to know the? I, do you happen to know the like specifics as far as uh, life? Like, what are the exceptions? I think the exceptions are particularly <laughs> not very well, many. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are the exceptions for rape, incest, and you know, harm to women, um, but it's still you know it's the limit of viability. Mm-hmm. And as Gabe said, it just it doesn't allow for options. And so, I mean, already you're, you're prohibiting abortion and it's mm-hmm. safe and legal. So this is wholly unconstitutional. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's, it's completely heartless. Mm-hmm. Like to those folks that are the, so few abortions happen after that time, but when they do yeah. need to happen, it's typically for uh, reasons that are incredibly important to those women either for their life or mm-hmm. because of the like you know a terrible diagnosis um and or because they didn't have access in the first place and they're you know they like op- care. Yeah. oftentimes it's you know really young women who try who <laughs> go through the denial part and then like oh heck how do I actually access this care and they can't and so it takes them all the way after that cut off. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's horrible. And it, and what is the, there's also some parts about it where a, a doctor, a second doctor has to be, even in the case where they do, they are able to terminate the pregnancy. The doctor has, there has to be a second doctor that tries to resuscitate the fetus. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's just there's some there there are some like little bits that are the like really concerning, and then what happens to I mean, what happens after? You know, are they like right. the the chance for survival at 20 weeks is practically right. nothing? Right, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's before what we recognize as the the point of fetal viability, mm-hmm. um, yet. Uh, you know, our our boss, Kelly Copeland, says all the time that it's you do have to pay attention to the details of a piece of legislation, but never forget the fact that it's not being designed to, like, do one little specific mm-hmm. thing that they claim. It's being designed to stop women having access to abortion. Yeah. Period. Well, that's, this is that's the intent of the bill. I mean, this is to essentially, you know, go against Roe. We want to take it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. 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 Uh, Our national office, uh, they said politicians have no business deciding if, when, and how a woman should start or grow her family. A ban on abortion after 20 weeks will disproportionately hurt women and families who face some of the most medically complex situations imaginable. Taking away their options is the worst thing to do. And this, in the midst of a bunch of, you know, environmental crises Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, not only because we also have a the Puerto Rico, the 
you know, the, the hurricanes that happened, but also mm-hmm. the fires. And, and then it was the day after Las Vegas. Yeah. Right. I mean, we can regulate women's bodies and have all these uh, restrictions, but we can't figure out gun control. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. oh, also, <laughs> you know, letting, uh, um, letting insurance for children expire. Mm. Yeah, that 9 million children are, and I think also some pregnant women as well are lacking health insurance because they let uh, CHIP expire. Um, you know, they could have done that versus passing a 20-week <laughs> abortion ban. Yeah. You know, because right. they like to call themselves pro-life, but they don't actually want to cover children and pregnant women. Yeah. It's on the, it's, it, and it just shows they're, right. what they're actually doing. There, there's a massive lack of truly pro-life legislation <laughs> Uh, or government spending or action going on right now, just across the board. Yeah. Uh, but but the priority mm. is is these you know it, numerically small uh, you know collection of you know of women seeking <laughs> care in in really their time of greatest need. Yeah. That that's what we got to go after. Mm-hmm. But you know, getting getting Puerto Rico moving. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking action at following the, the horrific shooting in Las Vegas, all of this, that that's not apparently a pro-life priority. Yeah. Uh, we get too much it. NRA money. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, 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 the real, like part of the really sickening thing is the, um, the language they use as well. It, as far as kind of Las Vegas <laughs> goes is like, this is not the time. This is not the time to talk about it. Why are you using this event to, to like political, yeah, yeah, to politicize and for mm. your political gain? We don't, yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I mean, we're past time. I mean, let's, yeah. I mean, when your children can be gunned down, you know, we think about Sandy Hook and mm-hmm. you can't go to a concert or a nightclub, um, can't even sit in churches. You know, these are all places where mass shootings have occurred and. And Congress wants to say, now is not the right time. When is it? I mean, how many more lives? Well, they, they did, it, the thing is, it's never going to be the right time yeah. for them because they, they just get too much money. Um, and I don't, I don't understand what is it in, why does the NRA like, have such, like, why won't they move at all? I mean, especially on these, uh, what, what are they called? The, the things that uh, make, it, make a semi-automatic weapon an automatic weapon. Yeah. Um, that are perfectly legal online to buy to to change these things. Right. Yeah. What what the guy had that it's called a bump stock. And right. So it's yeah. basically a you know there's a spring inside the the part of the weapon that goes up against the shoulder so that as you're shooting instead of going pew 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 it just it it forces basically your finger to push on the trigger and so it goes pew 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 at it. A rate of speed mm-hmm. that would be the same as you know a, a, a soldier with a full machine gun. It was like thirteen point three bullets per second, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's it's an enormous rate of speed, oh, and and all you're doing is just taking something that you could go and buy from any gun store right now, and you add this you know basically spring loaded device onto the back end of it, and suddenly you've got a fully automatic weapon. And then when you combine that with these drums of 100 rounds, you know, so we talk about clip size. And that was always, you know, the, the debate was, you know, uh, p- 
people who supported gun control wanted 10 round magazines and they were saying, well, no, 10 is too many. And so they were using like 20 round magazines. And so now you've got a guy with a drum of a hundred rounds who can shoot them off, you know, 13 in a second. It's, it's horrific. And, and these are the things that your average NRA member on the street, your average person who says I'm pro-life, they don't even like these. Yeah. You know, they understand the destructive power of this stuff. They want background checks. You know, they want un- and the the gun show loopholes. Those would be pro-life policies, but yet we get silence from the other side. Mm-hmm. I just I and I I don't understand this hill that they're like that they're standing on. Like, and they just keep <laughs> the, the like. I I was like the hill that they're they're gonna die on, but they're not no, dying though. No. Like it's it they the right other people are right. and the just mass destruction that was in that hotel room that that guy had planned. Apparently he had a, a lovely view of Lollapalooza. Um, a couple, I saw that on the internets this morning. Some other music festival. Yeah. 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 Um, in Chicago, uh, during Lollapalooza. Like, I mean, these, when is it, when is it enough for Congress to actually do something? Like I, Right. Or the NRA to even just say like, "Hey, we can we can push back a little bit on this." You would have thought that members <laughs> of Congress getting shot would have done it, yeah. But that didn't do it. No, no, because money talked, right? Like, I mean, right? Yeah, everything you know, gun sales go up after all these mass shootings. Oh. People think we're going to take away their their guns and their Second Amendment rights, and so there is no incentive for the NRA to do anything. There is no reason for for an American citizen to own that many guns or to own that destructive of a gun, right. like other than to kill people, right? Like, and that's <laughs> why 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 do we why do we do this? Right? Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, speaking of failures of the so called pro life movement, uh, yeah. let's <laughs> let's talk about here. Mike Gonadakis, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so in the state house uh, this uh, this week on Tuesday, uh, the Senate Health Committee voted to confirm a reappointment of Mike Gonadakis to the state medical board. Um, Gonadakis is the head of Ohio Right to Life, um, so he's been he's he's really been the guy engineering uh, mm-hmm. all of these attacks that the Kasich administration has signed into law. Uh, that's not speculation on our part. We know this for a fact because uh, the Associated Press did some open records requests and found emails between uh, John Kasich's staff and Ohio Right to Life and legislative leaders as soon as Kasich came into office. Mm-hmm. And from that very beginning, they were putting together pieces of legislation. You know, we we remarked about the 20-week ban that they didn't write it from scratch. They just... <clears throat> put it on a photocopier and made copies. Well, that photocopier is in the Ohio Right to Life office. <laughs> you know, they're the ones taking all of these ideas from other states and tailoring them and, and getting Ohio legislators uh, to push this agenda. Um, so Gonadakis has also recently appeared with uh, anti-abortion extremists like Created Equal. Uh, he's worked uh, in cooperation with uh, Operation Rescue, um, which you know mm. people will recognize as being uh, responsible for firebombings of clinics, uh, and so you've got this horrible anti-abortion record, this cooperation with 
really nasty extremist groups that go out and directly harass doctors, not only at their workplace, but at home. So you've got this entire body of work. Uh, and in, you know, <laughs> in recognition of that, uh, John Kasich reappointed him for a second five-year term to the state medical board, which is a government agency that disciplines and investigates doctors. You mean you mean the the John Kasich who's trying to uh, like liken himself as a moderate, right? <laughs> right, <Yes. laughs> and talking about how he uh, how you know he's disappointed in the GOP and. He's going to leave the GOP. Leave the GOP, (laughs) right? Help us if they don't clean things up. (laughs) He's out of there. Yep, because he's can't stand that corruption. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) can't can't stand how extreme they've gotten. Right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Mm -hmm. and and this is the kind of stuff that this is the kind of stuff that other states aren't seeing that even Mm -hmm. people in the state don't necessarily know about because it's the is that next next level thing, right? Um, that isn't really, really talked about in the the yes. news cycle. So, yeah, I mean, gun is dangerous. I mean, think about how many clinics have closed since gun has started. And right, yeah, yeah. No, all it's all under Kasich. So yeah, yeah, all under also, Kasich. Also dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, half of half of the abortion clinics in Ohio. Uh, yeah. So we were at the committee hearing. Um, this wasn't uh, a, a hearing that we normally get with a bill. Mm-hmm. There weren't witnesses testifying. We didn't offer any sort of official statement. I mean, we put out a press release, but not you know to the committee. Um, the only discussion that happened was uh, thanks to the uh, the members on the committee speaking up, uh, which you know they they didn't need to do. They chose to do. Um, State Senator Vernon Sykes of Akron specifically, Mm -hmm. uh, he really led the questioning to say, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. you know, this guy has, you know, a record that's full of conflicts of interest. He's had to recuse himself from multiple cases. There are other issues. It's not just abortion policy. Uh, Ganadakis is the lobbyist for medical marijuana organizations. And the State Medical Board tells doctors, you know, they they write rules on how you they were going to be prescribing medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. So here you've got a guy representing the industry and also representing the physicians. That's a massive conflict of interest that just is getting, you know, completely overlooked. Um, so, uh, you know, ironically sitting on the committee is state Senator Peggy Lehner, <laughs> who's the he- uh, former head of Ohio right to life. So, mm-hmm. You know, talking of conflicts of interest, here you've got this state senator who used to run an organization voting to confirm her, essentially her replacement for a position that is going to benefit her own personal anti-abortion agenda. <laughs> this is Kasich's Ohio. <clears throat> the, the, the moderate. Yeah, yes. the moderate mm-hmm. trying to talk against corruption, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Senate is going to uh, cast a vote on this. The, it, it it passed the committee party line. Uh, it's going to go to the full Senate probably next week. We're expecting as early as Tuesday, October 10th. So mm-hmm. there's still time for people to uh, contact their state senators. We'll put information uh, in the show notes. You can fill out a form to send them an email. Uh, and we'll also put a link to the Senate website so that people can find uh, find phone numbers. I mean, this is like the day-to-day, like the day-to-day operations of clinics. 
Yeah. And, you know, he's responsible for making, essentially what he's doing is making their lives living hells. Right. Like, and making it as hard as possible, like, on the, you know, day-to-day operations level to stay open. Right. And it's, you know, death by, you know, little... Thousand cuts. Oh, yeah, that, that's, yeah. The, that's the term. That's the term. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I got this. O- yeah. Ohio Right to Life, just, just like anybody, Ohio Right to Life has the ability... Uh, to file complaints with the medical board. Mm. So he can write the complaint and then he can also investigate it too mm. and, and and get to decide what discipline should be applied to doctors. You know, it's it's completely outrageous. Yeah. So... Mm. Um, it's not so our doctors, our providers for like doing the important work that they do like during this time because it's been so difficult for them to right. to stay open and stay providing and and that's at a very very intense kind of personal risk and but they're heroes yeah <laughs> right as this woman have options thank you Stephanie <laughs> you're very sweet <laughs> uh Elena yesterday you were at a silent march can you tell us about that yeah um so there was a gathering here in Columbus of uh, just uh people who were just sick and tired of um our Columbus police killing, you know, black and brown bodies. And so folks gathered at a church of all places, and uh, we decided to do a silent march, um, recognizing that, um, you know, the lives lost in the bloodshed would speak for itself. Um, And so we did a two-mile march all the way to a fundraiser where Mayor Ginther was having people gather for $1,000 a plate so that uh, we could just stand up and... Say no more, you know, and to advocate for racial justice because, um, yeah, I mean, we talk about being, you know, upholding life and yet our babies, you know, can't grow up safe in the streets here in Columbus and that they continue to be gunned down or targeted by our police department, which, you know, here in Ohio, we have the highest rate per capita of um, police brutality towards young black boys mm-hmm. and men. And so, uh, yeah, all these uh, faith groups and the Columbus People's Partnership came together to, to do the march. And, you know, we let our feet do the moving and the talking for us. Good. That's the, a good uh, event. The mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like, it was, it was the Columbus People's Partnership. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, the work that is being done in Columbus as far as, like, grassroots organizing... Yeah. Uh, for racial justice, for against police brutality, has been incredible and inspirational. Um, they have been, like, I mean, they've been organizing far before, uh, far long, far before kind of this round. But uh, the past year, um, like after the uh, after the death of Tyree King, um, and uh, has been, like, you know, occupying the uh, city council meetings, making sure the city council knows, um, meeting privately to try to actually come up with and, or not come up with, they have solutions. The the key is actually making those solutions happen, right? Um, You know, stopping things like the summer strike force that has now been expanded to the all-time uh, all the time strike force, uh, which are um, 
like unmarked vehicles going around neighborhoods um, where it's mostly, you know, where folks who are black and brown live um, and uh, patrolling the streets completely unmarked, completely uh, like under the radar, right? And they're fully armed and this has killed people who have done nothing wrong right. um, in my neighborhood. And uh, and the city council isn't doing anything about it. They're arming them more. Just a couple weeks ago, they occupied the uh, uh, um, they occupied the city council again because they were going to give uh, more money to the police department for more military grade weapons. And nothing. They still as much outcry as there's been, as many times as they've offered lip service, they, they're still just giving the, the police department all that they want. Right. Yeah. You know, we, we've, we've got this new clinic protection ordinance in place here uh, in, in Columbus. <sighs> um, and, you know, I, I want to have faith in our city's police force, but yet... Here, you know, here was a protest outside Founders a couple weeks ago that was, you know, just this complete, it, unreal extremist group who came with the intention of just screaming at people. And they were standing on the sidewalk making direct threats to folks. You know, and here were the police who, who showed up but would not apply the law. And when you, when you watch them come and just fail to you know, fail to enforce the most basic rules that, that council has, has put forth. Being you know, practically chummy with the protesters. Yeah. That's, you know? you know, that's, that's a, a, a that's a big letdown when you, when you want to have, when you want to have faith in your police force. How, and, uh, you know, how many police were at the, uh, the silent protest? <laughs> <laughs> no, they did not show up at the fundraiser. I mean, they helped escort us for about 40 on bikes to, you know, help corral us. Corral um, yeah, but so. yeah, they were there. But this is the same police force that, um, you know, Mayor Ginther has said there's no, there's no evidence of racism on the force. And yet, you know, there's no training and there's no allowance for anything to acknowledge, like, implicit bias. And I mean, so those, that's one of the asks of, of our organizers is, you know, let's at least have the conversation. Let's make sure there's training because things like, you know, but cameras on your bodies aren't working. There's no evidence. There's so yeah. much video evidence. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. the young man that was, you know, nearly beaten to death and the, the horrible racist things that the police mm -hmm. officer said. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the... Uh, the officer that ended up getting let go uh, after he had, you know... Stomped on a handcuffed prisoner. Yeah. I mean, that's after he had murdered uh, a man in the streets right. um, with the summer strike force, right, uh, for doing nothing, for being just being there in his neighborhood. Right. Um, and, the, and the FOP raising money for him and you know, trying to get him reinstated and all of this stuff. It just, there. It, it's so obvious, the racism that is, like, entrenched in 
in that system and yeah. doing nothing about it. And we're supposed to be the we're supposed to be a progressive city. Like that's right. all the that's all right. the marketing. That's all the media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to be, you know, you know, open city, right? Yeah. No, we we absolutely need change and, and it's it's clearly not happening. Yeah. Tale of two Columbuses. Right. Yeah. So Okay, well, on that cheery note, <laughs> that's all we got time for this week. Uh, we all have to head off to a meeting, so uh, we'll keep doing our work. Good job, Elena, with the march. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.